welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Mockingjay Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And don't stop, make it pop, Plutarch, blow these players up tonight. I hope that Peter's all right. Tick tock on the clock, but the killing don't stop. This is very no. good. Oh, whoa, whoa, oh. That was a terrible <laughs> ending there, but I'm M. <laughs> Couldn't keep it together. I'm Anna. <laughs> this week on Shelf Aware, we are reading the second book in Suzanne Collins' Hunger Games series, Catching Fire. Uh, honestly, so good. Um, what did you think of this one, Em? Um, so, okay. So, I forgot Yes. how little of this how little game was games. <laughs> I did too. There's, I was reading. I was like, "Damn!" Sixty percent of the way through this book is when they finally get to Anne Arena. Okay, so much before game, truly. Um, and I feel like I feel like it was marketed. Like, what's the synopsis say? The synopsis says something about her having to go back in the game, right? Yeah, I think that's like kind of the whole point is like, and 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 that was kind of like my biggest memory of it. It was yeah. like, oh, girl is traumatized because she has to go back into the games, and that fucking sucks. But like, no, the majority of this game is fake relationship trope. <laughs> it was it was uh, very slow to get to the arguably plot of this book, um, but also mm-hmm. I think maybe, not to say it was bad. No, and I also feel like maybe that wasn't the plot of the book, and. Yeah. Maybe we, at least I, was very fixated on the game part of both this book and the next and didn't really. Um... Yeah, like the next book, too. Same thing. Like, Same thing. Honestly, these books are just dealing with a, a young girl with tons of trauma, PTSD, like trying to figure out how she's going to live life in, in these in these circumstances. Um, and the answer is not well. Yeah. I will say I did Nothing just goes well check for Katniss. the synopsis, and it doesn't say they have to go back in the game. So I guess that's oh. – it just says that the capital wants revenge. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's all we remembered about it. It was double games. Yeah. Yeah. Game part two. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so definitely a different uh, reading experience going in than I, you know, kind of thought it would be because, yeah, I was expecting – just wall-to-wall games and that certainly wasn't the case and I guess really I mean even the first Hunger Games it takes a while to get to the actual game right Mm -hmm. and then I don't think I brought it up in the last episode but I was kind of uh like oh fuck there's stuff after the game right yes for some reason I remembered it as ending like at the end of when she takes the berries and they're like it's cool you can go um but there's like a significant portion of books still after that. Not necessarily as m- no, that's dumb. I'm not gonna. Um, so yeah, I feel like my recollection there's... of this series is like three books about Hunger Game, Hunger Game, Hunger Game, <laughs> Hunger Game Two, even worse this time. Uh-huh. And then it's not technically a Hunger Game, but it is a Hunger <laughs> three... Game. Yeah, <laughs> surprise Hunger Games, surprise Hunger the Game. one that is actually a war. Yeah. Um, so that was, it was interesting for sure. Reading, reading the actual plot of the book, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, there's just so much I had forgotten. And I think like, 
Um, the, maybe, maybe because my, like, because I didn't rewatch the movie before we mm. recorded this. I wanted to, but I just couldn't quite fit it in. But, like, I feel like the movie, too, was, like, Katniss finds out she has to go back into the games. And then, like, that's the rest of the movie. But maybe I'm also misremembering the movie. I bet I can look up a transcript of the movie and just kind of. Um, blah, 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 no winners, no survivors. Quarter quell. The quarter the quarter quell announcement happens about halfway through the transcript. Um, oh, okay. That might well, not necessarily be halfway through the movie because you know, scenes without action scenes, words and things. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is pretty pretty far into the movie too that they actually get into well, the arena. I don't know what I thought this movie and book was. Then. Yeah, I guess we're just dumb. Because literally, yeah, like, they, they get to the arena 60% in, and then it's, like, 70% of the way through, and they're just, like, getting to the fighting and stuff, and most of the people are dead within 24 hours, yeah. and then and then they get out, and then there's still a bunch left to go after that, so it's just, like... Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of, in a way, form follows function here, right, of mm-hmm. Katniss uh, is going into this thinking that her job in this story is to go into the arena... Baby, I need you to stop meowing at that door. Um, her job is to go into the arena and uh, uh, kill and, you know, come out the victor, have Peta come out the victor, which is her preference. Right. Mm-hmm. And she is incorrect. That is not the actual plan. That's not the plot mm-hmm. of what's happening in this game. So in a way, mm-hmm. you know, we, the audience, are going into it being like, oh, I'm expecting this story to be like Katniss has to do the same thing. And it's like, no, that's wrong. That's not what's mm-hmm. going on. Even a little bit, yes. you're dumb. Just like Katniss. She's just a pawn. We're all just pawns. We're all just pawns along with Katniss. I do. I did like this one. Having read all three, because we are batch recording. Having read all three, mm-hmm. I do think this one is still my favorite of the of the three. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. There's just something very... Uh, interesting about going to each of the districts and you know getting to hear a little bit more about that and still dealing with like these heavy thoughts and feelings from what happened in the first book like clearly like these children are broken Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh and then they just continue to be more and more broken it's very it's very exhausting and sad but i i liked that there was that background and that like world development and character development and stuff that we didn't have as much of in the first book i think this was my least favorite of the three Mm. and i'm trying to pinpoint why exactly and i think it is just because it is a little bit um second verse same as the first you know in regards to okay there's we're doing the same beats we're doing this she has to go and and i mean like yeah not that, that it's boring because stuff the the differences are, everyone's real bitter yeah there's there's notable differences going on and it was really fun to read it as someone who hasn't reread these books a lot it was really fun to read it mm-hmm. now that i have read you know at least knew the overall like twist of this book where i could kind of pick up on stuff and be like okay but are they doing that because of this or you know that sort of thing so that was mm-hmm. that was fun but um just as the book by itself i think that uh it lacks the like fun newness of the first one for me and then that's fair yeah it has middle book syndrome of it doesn't resolve so yeah you know um always has the enemy winning in the second book yeah so i not that i thought it was a bad book or anything i just think it was my least favorite of the three Mm -hmm. yeah these are all so much more solid than i remember Mm -hmm. them being Mm -hmm. the first time i read them uh and i don't know if that's just because like 
I don't know the 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 political climate, the 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 nonstop precedented times that we are living mm. in, or unprecedented times that we're living in. Sorry, we wish it was precedented. Um, I don't know. I think some of I it's don't got know. precedent. Yeah, it's just it's just uh, um, much more fulfilling read um, now, now than it was. Speaking of the unprecedented slash precedent times we're living in, this was something mm-hmm. very interesting that I was. Uh, uh, looking up after I finished the third one, but I mean, I, I don't think there's any spoilers in this fact. Um, what political side would you say these books are on? That's an excellent question. Yeah. Cause I was, lo- <laughs> I was like looking up to see, you know, I don't think Suzanne Collins is very conservative or anything certainly but i was like huh you know she's so quiet she doesn't say anything i wonder if she's ever talked about like what politics she's drawing this from right and most of what i got back was like yeah right wingers love hunger games (laughs) left wingers like it too but like because if you think about it it's like okay on the one side uh fascist government trying to um Oh my god this is the this is january 6th oh no yeah like well and think oh, about no. also like mockingjay is january 6th <gasps> well and th- also think about like the the katniss being her whole thing is like living with the land owning weapons yes yeah, she's from fucking west virginia yeah, owning weapons and being able to like use weapons blue collar family against the government yeah. like oh <gasps> you can't take our guns sort of thing right yeah even though it's a bow and arrow yeah oh no yeah, i can see that resonating I mean, now i mean whatever i think it also Leaped. and maybe this is the intention but you know it also works on the flip side and i didn't find anything yeah. to say like suzanne collins was like go trump no. or anything but like no i i i feel like the i got like the point but like it's, it's taking the perspective of like this is what happens when you know this is what happens to the ordinary person when there is un, um uh an unsettlement in 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 the government between two different sides right because like Kat, katniss is just like an unwilling figurehead in all of this or like doesn't even realize you know like she's kind of she's kind of dumb in the second book right like not not like she's stupid but just like doesn't she's unaware she doesn't yeah she's just not aware she's ignorant to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and i think it's just kind of like she's this unwilling participant in something that people above her are messing around with and um it really fucks up her whole life man yeah so i don't know i can see i can unfortunately see how it would resonate with people who fall on all kinds of political ideologies Listen, we gotta um, protect the children from the hunger games mm-hmm. <laughs> yep <laughs> yep <laughs> God, I'm just like so upset now I'm realizing sorry. that Mocking Jay is an insurrection. I'm just like, yeah, but oh it's man. It's like a good insurrection. It's a good one. Yeah, but sure, history is written by the victors. True. True. <laughs> who did she oil? That's for that's for the third book. That's the discussion for the third <laughs> book on who ends up dying. But um <sighs> Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's get into it. Book. Let's let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about the second book. What happens? Um, as always, these books are uh split up into three major parts. Um the first part of this book is the spark. So we pick up, it has been like a few weeks or maybe a couple months since uh the since Katniss and Peta have returned home. There have been like celebrations in the district. Everyone in twelve is happy because they're getting more food than usual, and Peta and Katniss have moved to the victor's 
circle, square, wherever it is, the Victor's Village. I don't know what they fucking call it. Uh, so ba- they're Haymitch's neighbors now, basically. And um, Katniss has moved with her sister and mom. And uh, Peta just lives by himself because his family's garbage. But Katniss hasn't and actually moved, right? She still hangs out at her old house and her sister and She mom still is. hangs out at the old house for sure, yeah. But uh, she is all her stuff <laughs> is, at the, uh, is at the new house. Um, she only is able to meet up with Gail on Sundays because he is now a full-fledged adult who has to work in the mines to support his family, which is very upsetting for all of them. Uh, because I don't know, it just seems like a shit job, right? Um, in, in this book, I mean, I'm sure it is a very difficult job for real coal miners, but in this book specifically, it's a very shitty job. It's also like, and would it actually pay more, you know? Right. Like, Like they were making bank. Like, he's been able to support them all on a hunter's income. I guess if he's doing the mines and then still hunting on Sundays to supplement. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Seems like maybe you traded one job for two when you could have just done the one and that was working. So I don't know why he did. Maybe because he wouldn't have been able to get the tesserae at this point. Right, because he's yeah, he can't get that anymore because he's out of the games. Yeah. He he's graduated from the reapings. Yes, um, and he I think like or no, that's later on after his after his family gets ostracized. But um, so yeah, so she basically Katniss has taken over a lot of the hunting duties for both of their families now because she has a shit ton of free time now. She's rich, uh, she's super famous. She's got this nice big house. She doesn't ever really need to hunt for herself and her survival anymore. So she's kind of refocusing all of that um, onto Gail's family. And also just like hunting is her way of escaping and thinking about the things that have happened to her in in the previous book. She and Peta are kind of kind of talking kind of not really like that that's whole, that's very strained hey Mitch drunk off his ass uh and having to be kind of parented by uh Katniss and Peta and um Gail kisses her <laughs> this is this was like they they're having like there's a Sunday where they're out together and I guess like Gail just kisses her and he's like I just wanted to do that just once like okay Shut up. Gail, get over yourself there's a lot more kissing <laughs> in this series than I remember like, there it is. They do a lot of smooches. They do a lot of kissing. It's kind of whenever there's like a, a moment Katniss will smooch a boy. And She's got to like, get those little kisses in. You got to get her kisses in. And you know what? Props for her because she's like, you boys can't make me choose. I'm going to kiss who I want. Yeah, I, and you guys are just going to deal with it because with you it. want my kisses. Right. <laughs> Which supply and demand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, Katniss. Go for it, girl. Um. Then one day she gets a visit from President Snow. He's just like chilling in her bedroom and or not in her bedroom. He's like in the living room. <laughs> he's like chilling in the living room and he's like, hey, uh, just so you know, um, your little stunt <laughs> hunger in the previous Hunger Games didn't care for it. Uh, and you're going to cause a lot of unrest in the districts and we cannot have that so i need you to make me believe that you and Peta are fully super duper in love when you go on this like grand tour of the districts which every victor does at the end of their hunger games like they give them a couple months reprieve and then they go on this big victory tour so that they can see everybody and i guess feel super bad about looking at the families of the children they've killed and um you got to make me believe that you're in love. And uh, if you do that, then I won't kill everybody, you know. 
And also, I know about that time that Gail, your quote unquote cousin, kissed you. Because it's the other thing. They they had to tell everyone that Gail was Katniss's cousin because everyone knew that like Gail and Katniss were real tight and um that and Gail had had feelings for her for a while it is later revealed but um so they had to make up this quick lie because like they didn't want the public the capital essentially to think that she was in love with Peta but she also had like a hunky strong side. tall man at home yeah, yeah. so I just want to um, say this is the funniest fucking scene in this entire book series. This is so like, this imagine, is so uh, just imagine this, please. This is the, I don't, it doesn't make sense, truly. The most powerful man in your country is in your living room and is like, you must do good kissing with your boyfriend, fake boyfriend, or else the world will Or end. else I will <laughs> kill all of your family. And also like, it just doesn't make sense with what we like come to know right. about snow. Like, this is I think this was all mind games to because he knew he like he knew this was not going to go in his favor. He was like, I'm going to make this bitch fall in real, real love and then we'll hurt her. I Here's the thing, though. I don't think that he with any other victor like we have sh- we find out later other victors have done similar things, maybe not to hey this Mitch, level. Yeah. Hey, Mitch and Joanna and um, like to a lesser extent, Finnick, because he's kind of under his thumb the whole way through but like Mm -hmm. other victors have done shit you know and i don't think there's nothing to indicate that they ever get a warning that they ever get a a talking to or anything like that it's just like okay you fucked around now we're gonna kill your family right so now your family's dead yeah mouse thing he does with her does make it better pretend you're really in love with electricity and force field payment or we'll kill your family (laughs) just like it does it does make it seem like like snow is and i mean i think it's true as it goes on snow is especially fixated on her Mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. way that it, I don't find it like I'm not trying to say like oh he's a creeper and he's you know it's not like a sexual thing I mean or anything. he is a little bit well yeah but for well is he I didn't get I don't know seems like it to me he comes in he's like I want to I want to see and believe your sweet kisses <laughs> I just didn't find anything sexual about snow no you no, know no, no, I wasn't no. like he's doing it's this because he wants to, to get yeah. off about it he's just no is a is you know politically machinationing um i gotta make this season of the reality tv show victors uh really good so you guys yeah but like (laughs) his whole his whole obsession with katniss does kind of make it seem like he thinks that she is a threat and it's kind of like dude why right because she like i would argue she's not a threat the only reason that she's a threat is because of other people's actions. She's not the mm-hmm. one that he needs to be worried about or controlling here. Right. She's always so reactive. Yeah. She never has. Mm-hmm. She, she throughout the series, is not the one putting plans in motion until <laughs> she's she is. famously bad at doing things on her own. Like, <laughs> she never, like, she never is the one to plan or instigate anything. She's always just going to sit back and let shit happen to her yes. until it's enough, and then she kind of explodes, so right? So it just seems wild that he's basically, yeah. like, Yes, we're going to play our little game, cat and mouse here. Right. Like, either I, I don't know. I'm like, just take her back to the Capitol and like, yes, parade her out like you do the other, you know, yeah, uh huh, like victors. You don't need to do this whole 
give her a <laughs> job at the Capitol, right. like make her come work for you. Like that seems to me like, hey, Katniss, you have to come work in my presidential home now as my like personal assistant yes. or something. That sounds creepy, but he is a creep. We've established because like, the, only, the only thing that he is concerned about with Katniss is her ability to incite others to rebellion. So like. Yeah. Because everyone knows she's super cool. So just make her uncool. Give her a temp job. Yeah. Make her an intern at the White House. Like, what are you like? <laughs> I don't know. And kill her put family. Her, I don't know why we're, desk. I don't know why we're like pussyfooting around that all of a sudden. Just kill yeah. them. <laughs> just do it. You killed everyone else. Like, come on, come on. now. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. Like, honestly, I don't know. I, I That's spoilers for book three. I'll just say like. <laughs> We see how it's effective, right? They're just like <laughs> killing her family. Um, <laughs> could have could have really headed this off at the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, just shove her deep down in that depression. Um, so anyway, she's like, "Yeah, man, I will for sure do this." Um, and she goes to, I think, does she tell Haymitch about this? And and or or and they they still don't tell Peta. Yeah. So she goes correct. to Haymitch and she's like, "Hey, President Snow came to me and said I have to do good kisses in order to save the world." And he's like, "Damn. Well, we don't have to tell Peta cuz Peta loves your sweet kisses and he will kiss you back." And she's like, "You're right. You're right." <laughs> so <laughs> the cameras come back because the other thing about uh, being a victor is you have to take up some kind of like hobby just to show that you have value in the society after being able to retire at the age of 17. Um, and <laughs> Katniss's hobby that she decided she's going to embark in is having Cinna make things for her and then pretending to then she takes credit for it um, because Katniss isn't good at anything. <laughs> The only thing she's good at are inciting rebellions and hunting, and they can't have the hunting be her hobby because that's still technically illegal. So <laughs> I feel like it should have been easy to just, I don't know, put up an archery range and let her yes. do archery. Yes. Why? Like, come on it would now. Also... She could do that cool thing where, like, she she stands on her hands and shoots the bow and arrow with her foot yeah. like Sophie Turner can do. Like, come on. That'd be cool. But no, they uh, they made her do fashion. And so the, 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 the capital comes and they're doing like a documentary on her and PETA's life and whatever since they've won and they're about to go on their tour. They're doing all like the kissing and stuff. And uh, then they leave on, they, they go on their adventure. They start at District 11 and they meet the families of Rue and Thrash and uh, they, they give speeches. Um, Katniss immediately and- fucks up her one job which was just do good kisses and make people think that that is why you did all of the rebellion was because of the kisses yes. not because you because hate of your love yes yeah <laughs> like immediately uh, it's like you had one job girl immediately Peta is like Peta goes up there and they give he gives a speech and he's like and and to thank to thank uh district 11 and specifically ruin thrush's family is i'm gonna give them like every month i'm gonna give them money and that's like unheard of. No victor has ever done that before. And so everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like, mm, is that a rebellion? And then uh, Katniss gets up and she basically is like, uh, "Yeah, man, this is really fucking unfair that this happened, and uh, it sucks. I really, I really loved Prue. Or sorry, Prue. I really I mean, loved Rue. 
Prim and Prim Rue. Rue. Yeah, that's in her mind, Prue. I really loved Rue and uh, sorry that this happened. Let's do a rebellion, kind of in not so many <laughs> words. She accidentally says, let's do a rebellion. And then everyone in District 11 does that like silent, like three fingers to the mouth and then up in the sky, like the little, the, the old timey goodbye that they had from District 12. They saw her do that in the, oh yeah, she thanks them for the bread. That's how she says, like, thank you for the bread. And um, they do that salute that they saw Katniss give to Rue in the Hunger Games in which District 12 gave to Katniss. Uh, and uh, President Snow don't like that. He don't like that. Because you got it fuck now. Yeah. So <laughs> Hamish is immediately like, what the fuck? Everyone's on lockdown. And Peta's like, what is going on? And they finally tell him. And Peta's like, "The f- why didn't you tell me? Like, I just made everything worse. Now your family's going to die. I don't care about mine, but <laughs> yours sucked. will die. I could have done so many kisses. I could have gotten away with so many kisses. So now Peta knows. Now he's in on the plan. He is really salty that no one told him. And Hamish and Katniss are like, damn, yeah, we should have. Uh, and they spend the rest of the tour doing, doing their thing, doing, getting their sweet kisses in. And, um, they are also finding out as they travel to each of the districts that there is some unrest in basically every, almost every place that they go to, especially like the lower, the, or sorry, the higher numbered districts, because one and two are kind of like deep in the pocket of the capital because they're, they're well off and they're, they're fine. But all the other districts are, are experiencing some kind of unhappiness in them. And it becomes more and more evident to Katniss, at least as she goes to each of these places. And, um, she's she's trying real real hard to ignore it all and just do the job that president snow gave her uh she and Peta having having real bad dreams they you know start sharing a room on their little victory tour train which helps sparks rumors and then like when they get to district two or something i think Peta proposes to her and she you know accepts and everyone's like yay and president snow's like we're gonna do a wedding in the capital but then like he he has this private conversation with katniss or he like he hugs her and like whispers in her ear and she's like he's like you fucking failed bitch i'm gonna kill everybody now and katniss is like oh no which again is like bro why are you telling her that like yeah really why are you giving the game away my guy surprise her with a dead family i don't give her a bouquet of dead prims (laughs) you know how to spice up any relationship is to just surprise your significant other with the bouquet of their their family members surprise your 16 17 year old significant other with a bouquet Uh of their family's heads and you are an ancient old man president in this situation (laughs) you're 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 mortal teenage enemy yeah uh That's what I mean when I say significant other. Is that not what you mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The person you hate the most. Yeah. You have the most beef with. Yes. Um. (laughs) So, uh, but they're still going to throw this big wedding in the Capitol to kind of like hopefully make up for it and to distract the districts from any other sort of rebellious thoughts because i mean the 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 capital at least i don't know the kind of some of the country as a whole but the capital at least is very enamored with katniss and pita's and their whole uh star-crossed lovers routine so they get to the capital there's a huge shindig uh cinna is designing wedding dresses and uh um they're, they have like this whole documentary where where Katniss tries on the wedding dresses and then the public gets to vote on which one they like best. Uh, and then they have this big gala in the Capitol. And there Katniss meets uh, the new game maker because Seneca Crane died under uh, quote unquote mysterious circumstances at the end of the uh, 74th annual Hunger Games. 
and Plutarch Heavensby, also known as Philip Seymour Hoffman. What's his face? Snow, like, tells Katniss, doesn't he? Is that who tells Katniss, or is it Plutarch? Uh, I can't remember. I think it's, how she's, it's she, Snow. She, like, infers it. No, I'm like, pretty sure like, Snow, oh. like, straight up tells oh, her, like... Yeah, and then I murdered Seneca Crane. Yeah, like, I feel like that's <laughs> it. Like, I'm gonna murder your family. Yeah, exactly. You I'm kisses. pretty sure that's exactly how it went. In your bouquet of dead family members, there will also be Seneca Crane. I know you don't like him or care about him even a little bit, but... I know he ruined your life, but also, enjoy... <laughs> If the head game maker Seneca Crane had 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 any brains, he'd have blown you to dust right then. But he had an unfortunate sentimental streak. So here you are. Can you guess where he is? He asks. I nod because by the way he says it, it's clear that Seneca Crane has been executed. And then later in For the sure. book, when she's talking to like the team, she says something about Sen- Seneca Crane being executed because she repeats it in her stunt in the with the game makers mm, and yes. they're like wait Seneca Crane has been ex- wait what and she's <laughs> like oh is it a big secret Snow didn't act like it was yeah so. yeah I mean yeah Snow is like not very good at being secretive no and does but and that's what I'm saying it seems like for everyone else he's, he is right yeah like, it seems like it's just Katniss that he's like finally someone who can rise to the challenge a 17 year old girl he's here in her house and they're like having a sleepover and he's telling her all All of his little secrets secrets as she paints his nails with blood and i'm (laughs) assuming now that ballad of songbirds and snakes exists which neither of us have ever read i am assuming that the what we are to understand is that the girl in that one he was obsessed with or in love with or whatever and he sees her and Katniss I think is the implication Uh, here um well because it's another like I think she was the last victor from 12 I think besides Haymitch Mm -hmm. um I could be wrong about that but she's also a a girl from 12 and there's like similarities between her and Katniss Mm -hmm. now I don't know if that was uh the plan going into these books that he had some backstory with some other girl from 12 or if Suzanne Collins was like hey it's kind of weird actually that this dude just like basically told this teenager this stuff and like <laughs> elevated her to his arch nemesis for seemingly no reason aside from that people liked her you know so i don't know i don't know if it was the plan going in or if that was something Suzanne Collins added after the fact to make it make more sense but mm. i'm sure we will learn all about it in a few weeks I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I am actually just really excited to watch the movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the movie does look good. Um, it looks really good. But so he, yeah, so Sen- Seneca has died, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is the new game maker. And he requests a dance with uh, Katniss at this gala that the that they're holding in their honor. And he's like, hey, girl, check out my cool new watch. And she's like, um, okay. And he shows her the watch and b- briefly in the face of the watch flashes the Mockingjay signal. And she's like, what does that mean, man? And he's like, you don't know? <laughs> and she's like, nah, that's kind of my whole deal is I don't know. And he's like, well, hope my hope my subtle hint worked. Uh, and, uh, and then he leaves. <laughs> so readers, readers understand that uh, Plutarch is 
in on it, in on the rebellion, because the Mockingjay symbol, that is the pin that uh, Katniss was wearing in the uh, previous Hunger Games that was given to her by the District 12's mayor's daughter, has kind of become the symbol of the rebellion, and it takes her an extremely long time to realize that. But, uh, so he flashes that to her, and he shows her the clock, and he says something about it begins at midnight. These are all hints for later in the book that Katniss never picks up on until literally Plutarch tells her at the end of the book. <laughs> He's like, girl, I thought you knew. <laughs> so, yeah, so so that all happens. They go back home to District 12. Um, District 12 was kind of like, uh, at least to Katniss, known for having more relaxed peacekeepers, which are like this world's version of cops. Um, like they were kind of, they were more just like people who had to reluctantly enforce the law as opposed to people who are really excited to enforce the law. So when they get back... Um, one, Katniss finds out that there has been an actual, like, uprising in District 8. And she's like, damn, this shit is actually happening. So she has that knowledge in her mind. And then two, um, after she and Gail go out hunting one day and they kind of get into a little bit of an argument because Katniss wants to run away. She's like, Snow did not buy my performance. We got to just get our families and get out of here. Um and Gail is like, at first he's like, yeah, man, let's do yeah, it. So but down then, to do that. So down to run away. But then Katniss tells him that there's been an uprising in District 8. And Gail is like, actually, now I'm not going to no, run away. That's I'm going not to stay what and did fight. it. That's not what did it. It was Peter. It was, it was Peter. He goes, he goes, oh, yes, this is a great idea. I love this, Katniss. You and me and our families away in the woods. And she goes, oh, and hey, Mitch. Oh, and. And he goes, hmm, I don't know about that. And then she goes, oh, and Peter. And he goes, you're bringing PETA and gets all pissy and then turns it around when he was willing to fucking cut and run five seconds ago. Now he's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's been an uprising. We have to stay and fight, girl. I'm like, bitch, yeah. you've been talking about a fucking uprising for 17 years, 18 years at this point. <laughs> Since you were born, you came out and your you first were, word was uprising. You were ready to fucking <laughs> drop the whole idea and go live in the woods like a Sasquatch just to get some kisses uh-huh, in. Uh-huh. And as soon as it turns out that she doesn't want just your sass to quatch then you're gonna come out up here and be like mm, no actually it's wrong that you want to go actually, run away and live in the woods st- yeah we should Fuck we should support our district 12. and then i want to compare Gail this is literally the worst Garrett, Gail I... is truly the worst and i don't understand how anyone would ever think that he is the correct option absolutely i the 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 war between the the gale fans and the PETA fans i'm just like Everyone who supported Gail is wrong. I'm like, shipping's not the point of the book. This man is... But also, if you ship Gail, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Like... He feels so entitled to Katniss. And and, and, and this is a little bit of a spoiler if you don't know how this is going to end for whatever reason. But, um, like, Katniss even says, like, she comes to this conclusion. She's like, I didn't... I don't need Gail in my life. Gail is too much like me. And together, the two of us are, like, two... Just two sharp-edged people being together. Like, I need someone soft and nice. And that is PETA. Like, also... Gail is too... Gail is also too broken. It's Gail just... doesn't fucking understand her. Because, like, okay. No. Okay, yeah. Let me just... So, this scene, compared with when she eventually tells PETA, like, we're gonna cut and run. First off, yeah. PETA immediately like, yeah. is, like, obviously, you're bringing Gail. Like, obviously. Uh-huh. She's not gonna yeah. leave Gail behind. PETA's, like... PETA, who has gone through, like, the worst... 
the worst thing imaginable for like being in a relationship romantic relationship with someone he fully thought they were in a relationship finds out it's fake then continues to have to have this very convincing fake relationship with the same girl is like oh yeah you want to bring your boyfriend sure Peta. <laughs> but then even further so when gail does this whole, th- whole thing he tries to discourage katniss and he's like basically you're a bad person for wanting to to cut and run right even though he was going to do the same mm-hmm. thing five seconds ago but he's basically like uh your i can't remember his exact phrasing but he's he's very dismissive of the fact that she still wants to run right whereas when mm-hmm. she tells pita pita's like okay cool that's the plan right now but i don't th- mm-hmm. and then when he talks to hamich he's like she's not actually going to do it because pita knows yeah. pita knows that katniss couldn't actually cut and run she whereas just wants gail <laughs> gail expects the worst out of her all the time. Every time. Always. Every time. Yes, Peta always yes. expects the best and actually knows how her fucking mind works. Like it's mm-hmm. because he was staring at her for the past he's 18 years of his life. He's been stalking yeah. her, but it worked out Just well for him. Know. Yeah. In this instance, <laughs> the stalking was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I don't think Peter was really stalking her. He no, you know, he just was very observant just, of her. You know, happened to notice when she was around, and he just had a big old crush on her. Yeah, his whole life. And Gail Damn. has too. Peter Malark, but man. Gail is chicken shit about it. Gail is too caught up in this idea of who he thinks Katniss is, mm-hmm. and it's just so gross. Yes. <laughs> No justice for He gets for Gail. so mad when she doesn't fit into that mold that he's created for her. Yeah. And then, like, watching her, like, struggle with everything that she... Well, this is... Sorry, this is more book three. We'll talk about it in book three. But, like, boy continues to piss me off into the very <laughs> end. And then in the... Oh, my... And then how he acts like, well, I guess you'll never be able to get over the fact that I indirectly killed your sister. And it's, like, Spoiler. mad about, like... Yeah, spoiler, sorry. But, like, just everything <laughs> about Gail's whole arc is despicable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, like, clearly thematically the incorrect choice. Yes. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. From the from the get. There was nothing here that Suzanne Collins was like, maybe. Maybe they will. Maybe. No, they never were. And I, I understand. Like, I understand the perspective of, because it's kind of implied that the that gail represents war and peter represents peace and i don't think that's actually true i think that gail rec- er, represents retribution yes. and peter mm-hmm. represents reconciliation right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is clear from the very beginning every time gail talks about the capital and i understand that it's like yes the capital are oppressors and they are mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. and they do yeah. bad things but yes. like Gail, you should want to eat the rich. You should want to eat the rich. But Gail fully does not understand, is not willing to accept that they have humanity as well, because yeah. he wants to believe that there is some, like that there are good guys and there are bad guys, and it is not a matter of fortunes yes. and where you were born and. Well, he's like predator prey. That's his whole yes. thing. It's like he's the hunter. And he's like, if I'm the predator, then everyone else is prey. Yes. He's everyone like, who's against me is prey. Capital is automatically bad. Everyone else yes. is automatically good. And it's yeah. like that is a fallacious way to view the world. And it also mm-hmm. does not help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Yeah. Gail was showing up with his fork and knife to the Eat the Rich buffet. And Peter was like, bro, it was a metaphor. <laughs> No, Gail was uh, Gail was showing up with a fork and knife to the eat the rich buffet, and 
everyone was like, okay, yeah, but maybe not the babies. And Gail was like, yeah, nah, fuck that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, they just said some people in the Capitol are also being oppressed. Yeah. Anyway, PETA, long live PETA, Malark, the goodest boy the best, in the Hunger Games. The best boy. Oh, tragic. Um. Anyway, so she get they get back to District Twelve, and their their nice lenient cops have been replaced by hard ass cops, uh, who definitely have like Punisher stickers on their little peacekeeper outfits for sure. And uh, so they they the Katniss they have this little argument Katniss and Gail do about whether or not they're going to run away or whatever. Katniss leaves early. Uh, and she she's she goes back. She meets up with Peta. She's like, "Hey, let's run away." Peta's like, "Cool." And then uh, they hear they they're like walking into the downtown area of District Twelve, and they hear like some nasty capital punishment going on. Gail uh, has been caught poaching, and that is a uh, that is an illegal that's a that's a crime. And so they are just whipping up that boy in the town square. And, um, he has been, it's been, it's been a long time. They've, they've been working on him for a while. Katniss steps in and she like catches one of the, uh, one of the lashes intended for Gail right on her face. Uh, and then Haymitch strolls up and he's like, I cannot believe you just wounded our Victor. She's about to go on camera in a week. I'm going to have your job. And they basically use their clout to get Gail out of this situation and take him to Katniss's mother to be healed. Uh, wherein she, Katniss starts to have all these feelings of guilt and and has like feels like she needs to be loyal to Gail. She does do a kiss upon him where she feels like she has romantic feelings for him. Gail gets his hopes up, but don't worry because Gail gets his hopes up, you, but Gail. also Gail pretends like he doesn't remember it. Basically, like doesn't yes, bring it's it up. Weird. Yeah, he like brings it up to throw it in her face later but doesn't bring it up to like talk things through or be like hey so what was that about or like hey I would like to be boyfriend girlfriends do you want to do that Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. anything like that he just he just wants to be a whiny bitch baby like that he wants as far as we know PETA has never once like had a big hissy fit over what happened to him no never Maybe in his, he understands maybe in Katniss. the private rooms of his bakery, he sobbed into a loaf of bread. For but sure. like he he made a bread that looked just like Katniss, and then he 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 burnt it. He was like, "Girl, I'm firing my ass." But then he was <laughs> felt really bad about it, and he made her cheesy buns because those are her favorite. Whereas Gail is over here, like I don't actually want to explain what I want out of this situation at all ever. I just want her to intuit it and then give it to me. And I'm like, mm-hmm, bro. Mm-hmm. Shut She's not a up. mind reader. She's not a mind reader. She didn't even no. know that you knew that she kissed you, which, right. you know, also not a great look, but whatever. <laughs> it was the only chance she could have kissed him without him taking that as some sort of permanent sign of their, their <laughs> meant to be. I don't know. I don't know, man. She did it. She's a teenage girl. What what can you say? She did. She did a little kissy kiss on him. And uh, she's like, damn, hope he doesn't die. He doesn't. He pulls through. Um but so then anyway, Katniss is like, I gotta go clear my head. She goes out hunting, uh, even though, uh, you know, 
her friend just got whipped for that, but it's fine. She goes out hunting. She runs into these two uh, refugees from District 8, uh, and they are ba- they basically serve uh, the purpose of giving us more information about this world. But they say the, 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 the uprising in District 8 has failed, so we are We're leaving. We're uh, dipping, man. Yeah. We're fleeing to District 13. Katniss is like, District 13? <laughs> Sillies. District 13 was destroyed in the first rebellion. And they're like... Girl, haven't you ever watched the footage of District 13? It's always the same damn image with people green screened on top of it. And she's like, mm, Katniss is like, maybe. I don't know what a green screen is. So yeah, Katniss is like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know anything. And then they show her some bread, and it has her mocking Jay on it. And she's like, Why? And they're like, You don't know? And she's like, No, what? I don't know anything. <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> she's like, Guess I'll never know. Guess I'll never know. Uh, she has to, um, she has to sneak back into town. The electric fences have been turned back on and she has to, she like it's a trap to back try to back into town to try to catch her being out of town and then be like, yes. well, now we can punish you, which like, why just punish her? Like, I don't, just punish her. I don't understand why suddenly if president snow knows about her little secret kiss with Gail in the woods. When she came back from the games, then like, he certainly knows he certainly has footage of her being out in the woods when she's not supposed to be. Which, so like, if you're going to kill her, just kill her. I fully like gaslit myself into not remembering that that was a real thing. Like that there was <laughs> stuff later in the books that confirmed that that was real. And I was like, Oh, this is the whole relationship with president snow is in her head like i i truly mm. thought that like president snow yeah. was like a ptsd you, hallucination snow, he's been dead for years not like that but like that he <laughs> no. showed up at her house and, and told her yeah, to yeah, do yeah, kisses yeah. like because that is and a knew thing. and knew that she she had had another kiss with another boy that is a thing a 17 year old would think of not a thing that an 80 year old grandpa that an 80 year old man and she's like how did you know and he'd be like i was there i was there i was gail the whole time <laughs> <laughs> I've been Gail. I mean, there maybe. Is no Gail. I am Gail. Could be Gail's future. It's Who could say? Time he is seems a close the loop. type. Um, so then the Capitol announces the 75th annual Hunger Games. So every 25 years, they have a super brutal version of the Hunger Games called a Quell to remind, to remind the districts why they fucking suck, basically. Uh, and... The theme of this year's Hunger Games is to like basically is oops I did it again. Yes, the district (laughs) president Snow is like to help the districts fucking remember their goddamn places. All of our tributes for the seventy fifth annual Hunger Games will be chosen from the current pool of Hunger Games victors. Oh my god, this everybody hated this. And there's like a little thing about how they wrote down all of the things for the quarter quell when they first started doing Hunger Games, and he's like pulling them out of the the sealed box or whatever. It's like, no, bitch. Yeah, no, you wrote that this morning. You wrote that because you got real salty. Hey, guess who only has one female uh, victor? Yeah, like, come on now. What would they have done if he, this, they pulled out this envelope at the 75th Annual Hunger Games and Katniss and Peta hadn't won? What what would they have done? Who could say? Um, but Well, the thing everybody, that we're all afraid of. The government forces your child to transition so that they have enough. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you got to protect the kids. You have to. God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard writing <laughs> damn it i hate these books now 
Oh, but uh, so basically everybody, everybody hates this. Everybody hates this games because um, the victors over the years, you know, everyone sees them every year because they are um, one celebrities uh, who are kind of who kind of become beloved. Mm. And then two, like the mentors of the next um uh, tributes in the game so kind of like essential to the whole thing right so this is a very unpopular move on snow's part and i know like he was just doing this to get at katniss we all know his obsession with katniss has done yeah. this, but like he just didn't think of the bigger picture here like snow this was a bad what, idea what you doing this girl was a bad idea also i think again there's like these um moments how the the privileged classes have the the you know one and two have kind of a disadvantage when it comes to this sort of celebrity because they turn over so quickly, right? Like there's new mm-hmm. victors from one and two every few years versus like Haymitch or theoretically Katniss or Peta where they, or even like Finnick uh, and, mm, Finnick. and um, uh, uh, like Joanna and stuff like that, where they're more memorable to people because they're at such a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that becomes kind of like instrumental in the rebellion in that they they're able to uh, pull people to the side of rebellion more easily because they have this like they're like nobody's safe. Yeah, and it, and it's and mm-hmm. it's like they're more they're more of crowd like they're crowd favorites, right? Because they've stu- like people yes. know who Hamish is because no one yeah. else wins from District they Twelve, so he's always been antics. the mentor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is very unfortunate. It was a bad plan on Snow's part. He did not think it through. And it leads to a very unruly lead up to the games. Um, so PETA. OK, so how it, how it boils down, basically, is that Katniss runs off into the woods to to deal with these emotions because she knows for certain she's going to have to go back into the games. And then um she comes back once she realizes, oh, shit, PETA. PETA's going to be in the games, too. I have to save PETA because it wasn't fair that last year everyone did everything they could to save me. Now it's our turn to try and save PETA. And and this very kind of, like, I think unfair scene where she comes back to Hamish and she's like, oh, my God, we have to save PETA. And Hamish is like, finally caught on, sweetheart. The first thing he did was come in here and say, how are we going to save Katniss? Like, he tries to make her feel bad for this, like, for for basically mourning the safety that she thought she had for the rest of her life. Like, come on, Hamish, cut the girl some slack. Yeah, but I also think that we need to look at the bigger picture of Hamish as kind of the master manipulator of the two here. Mm-hmm. Of the three of, you know, PETA and Katniss yeah. of um, like, I think that Hamish realizes if Katniss doesn't have a thing to fight for, that she will be like useless. Right. Like she's not mm-hmm. going to fight to save herself at this point. So like right. he also knows that guilting her is a good way, like because he is also from the seam, right? Like her. He's yeah. not. A rich merchant's kid like Peta yeah. kind of is. You know, she doesn't like to owe anybody anything. She doesn't like to owe anybody anything. So she's he's like, I'm not going to be able to convince her to buckle down and do this for herself. 
but I can mm-hmm. reinforce the PETA thing, right? Like if yeah. if she is committed to keeping PETA alive, then she will be committed to keeping herself alive. And I do think Hamish wants both of them alive, but I think that, you know, mm-hmm. he is aware at this point that she is the better rallying point, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I think that everything with Hamish is coded in this like layers of genuine affection and trying to manipulate them to get the best outcome for them while also trying to manipulate them to get that best outcome for society. Yes. And because, I mean, I think even without the, like, she needs to be a, the rallying point, I think that he still probably would have tried to guilt her into wanting to save PETA because it would be more likely that she would survive longer that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just, I don't, my feelings on Haymitch in these, in these, last two books just like really waffled between like love him good solid father figure to replace any family that Katniss ever had um and also like major fucking asshole (laughs) my opinion of Haymitch is if there is one Haymitch fan uh it will be me and if there are no Haymitch fans I have died (laughs) (laughs) I just I think like he didn't he didn't learn and I guess, okay, part of this is that Katniss, we all know, infamously terrible actress, uh, cannot mm. cannot pull a ruse to save her life, right? Um, and the PETA, PETA works well in his ignorance because he's just, like, naturally very charming uh, and also naturally very in love with Katniss. I just, Hamish, Hamish decides here the best course of action is to keep the two of them in the dark about everything, even though we saw previously how like fucking pissed off that made PETA earlier and so I'm just like hey Mitch girl you didn't you mm, I don't know man it just felt it just felt I think bad. he he should have told here's here's should my told counter PETA argument like Katniss in the dark I think he should have told PETA mm-hmm. I think we're also lagging again and this is gonna be a fucking nightmare to edit but it's fine mm. um here's my counter argument I think you're right that he in an ideal world he should have told PETA. PETA is a, made upset by not knowing things. Mm-hmm. But he is also right that, and everyone kind of supports this, that telling Katniss the plan is a bad idea. And Katniss I think that because he... So dumb. And I think that because he genuinely cares about both of them, I don't think he could tell one without the other. Yeah, I do think there's also probably Peta would have would have tattled like he would have immediately yeah. told Katniss. Also, yes, Peta would have told Katniss. <laughs> Peta is the type. So I think like <laughs> so I heard the secret. I think like <laughs> I think like yes, Haymitch is withholding and you know could have just told them things and saved them a lot of angst, but at the same time. Hamish is not playing the Hunger Games, right? He's playing the mm-hmm. bigger game. He's playing the bigger game. And yeah, I think, I, and it kind of carries over. I don't know. I, I guess reading this from Katniss's point of view, I'm more willing to like side with her on this of like, Hamish did them a little bit dirty because it, it continues into the next book too, where he's just like not telling her everything. And I'm just like, Hamish, you got to learn your lesson one of these days, my friend. Um, you gotta you gotta open up to people but I, and I don't know I don't know I don't feel like I feel like there is a lot in these books of 
people's right to self-determination and people's right to know things and I think like ultimately the book comes down on the side of like yes you should be open and honest and tell people things so that they can make informed choices but I think there is also this like wiggle room of yeah that's and this also is kind of what the book is about right is like there are ideals and there are actualities in war right and we see all of Mm -hmm. these characters having to deal with how do we mesh our ideals and our actualities right and for a lot of them there are certain lines that can't be crossed but i think this is another one of those cases no lines lines, um all ideals and actualities (laughs) will fall into place gail said i will do literally anything you ask of me (laughs) whereas as long as i get to kill some capital people i think with hamish it's like yeah i mean there's only so much he can tell them without it becoming a problem for some either like that's going to get them in trouble knowing things or that's going to get him in trouble and then he won't be able to help them. You know, like it's, Mm. there's a lot of political scheming going on that at the end. And cause, and that's the other thing with these, that is great about these books is like, it's kind of subverting the chosen one trope, right? Of like Mm -hmm. Katniss is the chosen one and she's going to save the world. And it's like, she does, but but she she doesn't doesn't. even fucking know it. Right. Well, (laughs) it is. She doesn't save the world in the way that she is expected to save the world. She Mm -hmm. simply like in terms of her ending the, the, the capital, she doesn't do that. Right. She does something else Mm -hmm. entirely. So I think that, that's kind of like she is supposed to be presented to the people as the chosen one but she doesn't actually need or i would argue deserve to know all of the information that she wants to know like in in terms Mm -hmm. of like a war strategy like she's like i should be privy to literally everything and it's like you have done nothing to prove that that is the case. Like you have mm-hmm. done nothing to prove that you are trustworthy with information or that you will act rationally or in a way that works. And I mean, again, I think the book ultimately comes down on like, yes, but you should still have the choice. Right. But I think from the Hamish perspective of like, don't you don't want to fuck shit up. I, I don't I don't think he's wrong for lying to him. I don't think he's wrong. Mm. See, the, you know, you that might be a good argument, but Katniss's pain is my pain, and uh, Hamish Dunn did a betrayal, so <laughs> sorry. Well, <laughs> uh, he, you know, he might he might be being clever, but is he being a good friend? I don't know. <laughs> there are no friends in war. There are there no are friends, no friends in, in rebellion. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they they go uh. They go into hyper training mode. Basically, PETA's like, we have to act like we're careers so that we can beat the careers because they have had so many more, like they they have so many advantages on us. They know the other victors really well. They've been able to watch the other district strategies and like, you know, they just like, they know each other and we're the newbies on the block. We don't know anything about anybody. So they like buckle down and they do their studying. Um, they have the reaping, obviously Katniss is called up and then Hamish is called up. So PETA's like, I volunteer as tribute and, uh, everyone hates it. They go to the Capitol. Um, they, uh, 
have their are you know they got the little training montage where basically you know they're trying to make allies they're trying to make friends uh they're trying to show off what they can do they're not holding back like they were in the first games because they know the best way to get allies in this games is to show everyone how strong they are despite being the youngest people there just about and um and also everybody so knows Katniss, everybody knows what their tricks are yeah Everybody knows everything about everyone, and so there's no point in trying to hide anything. So Katniss shows off real good with her bow. Peta throws some stuff, I guess, and he paints, whatever. Um, he's not a very fearsome man, poor Peta. <laughs> he's just here to <laughs> have a good, good time. he's good at making friends. I will he's say. He's just here the best time possible as he's about to die. I feel kind of bad, uh, this, this book, realizing that, like, oh, it's not so much that he just was really good at baking cakes is that he is like an actual artist and like yeah that's why he's good at camouflage um no man i still i'm never gonna buy that i'm never gonna buy that how good he was at hiding himself in the dirt (laughs) and covering himself in moss when he's delirious from pain and fever never nothing can convince me But I'm just saying, I feel like I feel like he gets a lot of shit for like, uh, he, yeah. his his thing is dumb. He's good at decorating cakes, and it's like, well, no, actually, it's just like that was the outlet that he was putting. Yeah, that's the only yeah the only way he had yeah to paint. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a gentle a, soul. He's just an artistic, creative soul. Yeah, love him. I love Peter Malark. Um, that's they, how you know this is um, really a, a left wing book and not a right wing book is because she does end up with the the artist. She ends up uh, with the soft and, boy and not the um the gun toting uh (laughs) yep yep not the one who did war crimes weird yeah war criminal (laughs) uh they they go through uh the whole like um uh what is the evaluation process you know where they where they each go into the room to show off their special skill and the game makers give them a score based on how dangerous they think they're going to be in the games um Katniss has gone in and she has basically taken one of the training dummies and uh, tied him up to the rafters via a noose and then wrote the name Seneca Crane on him. And everyone was like, ooh, uh, that's the whole like we didn't know he was dead situation. Uh, and then Peta went in and he just painted a portrait of Rue uh, where when uh, Rue had died and Katniss had um spread the flowers all around rue he painted that scene and they both get a 12 on the danger meter which is the most dangerous it's on a scale of 12 um they both so get here's 12s. my question mm-hmm. do we think that seneca because seneca's the head game maker and we know that seneca is team rebellion you mean katniss and seneca's her, dead you're right we know that plutarch is team rebellion <laughs> because Philip plutarch Seymour is the head Hoffman. game maker Hold on, let me take it again. Because uh, we know that Plutarch is the head game maker, and we know that Plutarch is Team Rebellion. Um, mm-hmm. Katniss assumes that the reason that they've been given 12s is because uh, the game makers want to put a target on their backs, right? Yes. Uh huh. Do we think it is that, or do we think it is that Plutarch wanted to, again, boost her popularity and make people more likely to rally around her when she goes rogue? <laughs> 
that one for sure. I think he was definitely like, like, guys, you have to ally with her because look, at she's got a 12. You need to ally with her. Like, I think there's definitely like, no, Joanna I, I is don't very think, hesitant. I don't think even with the, I'm t- talking capital citizens that he's saying oh. like, look how good these two are. Aren't they awesome? And your favorite champions. Oops, she got yeah. out. I wonder what she'll oh. get up to next. Wonder what's going to happen. The most powerful <laughs> of all the victors is free. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I would have loved to see the conversation that Plutarch had to have with Snow in order to convince him that 12s were okay to give Katniss and Peeta. <laughs> I mean, I think he probably spun it as, we're going to paint a target on their back and everyone's going to kill them. And Snow was like, yes, I'm dumb and I want to fight a 17-year-old, so this makes sense to My me. only enemy is the 17-year-old girl, and when she's dead, everything will be A-okay. <laughs> My life will be perfect again. <laughs> everything will go back to normal. Um... They also are supposed to, like, be seeking out allies that they want. And, of course, um, Katniss is like, I want the 80-year-old woman from District 4 because she seems really nice. And I want the two uh, techie people from District 3, Beatty and Wyrus. I want them. And those are the only allies that I want. And Hamish is like, oh, good fucking God. <laughs> and then she goes, just kidding. Never mind. I don't want any allies. Fuck this. It's me and Peter. Ride or die. Goodbye. Yes, absolutely. Which, like, you know what? Fair. Uh <laughs> She she's like, Peta should be my focus. I don't know why we're fucking around with these other people when I'm going to have to kill them anyway. I can survive this just on my own. Um, they have their interview with Caesar Flickerman, who I, I they didn't mention what happens to Caesar in the throughout the course of the rebellion. Like he gets mentioned a couple times, but then like never again. And I'm just like, what happened to him, though? Uh, dying to know. Caesar's one of my favorites. Um, but he, he they have their interviews and um Katniss goes before Peta, and and uh, Cinna has created for her the wedding dress that everyone voted on, uh, that they thought was the best wedding dress for Katniss. Like the wedding is not going to go on now, obviously, because it is presumed throughout the capital that one of them will die, because surely they will not allow Katniss and Peta to live again. Uh, but so the wedding, the wedding has kind of been called off, but they still voted on the wedding dress they liked best. So Cinna was like, "Hey, wear this tonight. Uh, Snow made me do it, but." At the end of your interview, you definitely twirl around and put your arms in the air. And Katniss is like, Cinna's my best friend. I will do whatever he says. I got you. She does that at the end of her interview. And the dress, uh, the white wedding dress, like, from the bottom goes up in flames and turns into this beautiful black dress made of feathers. And she looks like the Mockingjay. Uh, so fucking cool. <laughs> and then Peter goes up and he's like, well, Katniss is beer. pregnant. <laughs> he's like, there's... I know one way to stop this games from happening. Peter, or Katniss is pregnant with my baby. We got married in secret. We have this cute little tradition in District 12, and we did that, and we are so married and so pregnant. But you know what? It didn't work. The game still went on. Do you think <laughs> that he was trying Katniss to get Katniss out of it, or do you think he was just trying to, like, fuck them over? Because I think... Yeah, I think both. I think Peter was like, I'm going to make the Capitol look bad, but also maybe there will be enough of an outcry from the citizens that they'll pull Katniss out of this. I don't think he was going to stop the games fully, but he was like, I'm going to do everything I can to ma- see if Katniss can get out of this. Hey, and people don't give work. a shit about children dying. You know what they do care about? Unborn children dying. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that points to it being left wing because he's yes. using that argument against the Capitol. The- and they're the enemy. Mm-hmm. So 
but it turned out the capital was just despicable enough to not care. Yeah, they were just like, <laughs> Snow fine. said, good, I'll kill two children at once. <laughs> Check that off my list. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> oh, so then the next day the games uh, are set to happen. They go to this arena, and uh, as Katniss is being like lifted up into the arena, she gets to watch as Cinna is beaten and dragged away by the peacekeepers. Uh, and then her tube is lifted up. Her little pneumatic tube that takes her up to the arena. And she's just like, what the fuck? Did I just cool. see my best friend? Start. <laughs> Very distressing. Um, so then the games happen. The whole the whole theme of this game is that it's a clock. Tick tock, tick tock, as as Wyrus says the entire time. Um, and Kesha. And Kesha, tick tock on the clock. DJ knows. The somethings I haven't listened to that song in a long time. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, Kesha. Mm-hmm. Uh, you <laughs> listened to it at the beginning of this episode when I sang it perfectly. I did, but did I? <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 arena is a clock, and it is it is divided into twelve segments. Also, it's water. It's all it's like Water World, I guess. There's some there's like a jungle and water, and it's divided into twelve segments. It's like water and in the, the center, jungle along the outside. Yes, on the hour they uh, the the segment that that time is so like at one o'clock segment one does a thing, and at two o'clock segment two does a thing. Um, some of the things sh- are. Tidal waves, very yeah. bad monkeys, very bad very birds, bad monkeys. some sort of gas, I think was poison fog, poison fog. Uh, I feel Bugs. like there was a fire. Could be wrong. Yeah, probably. Bugs, lightning. Um, mm. Yeah, lots of fun things to choose from. This portion of the book is so short, but yeah. basically what happens is that Finnick O'Dare from District 4, who's very attractive, and Joanna Mason from District 7 work to save uh, or to bring along Mags, the old lady, and Beattie and Wyrus, who Katniss has told Haymitch she wants to ally with. Uh, Joanna is like, Haymitch told us that if we wanted to ally with you, we had to bring these fuckos with us. So here here are the people you wanted. Now are we friends? Um and these these people all kind of pal around together. Some of them die. The eighty year old woman dies almost immediately. Uh, Wyrus dies, she but dies then by eventually sacrificing herself because yes, Finnick can only carry sad. one person or two and he people has or to whatever. Carry Peta. And he has to carry Peta, and Katniss can't carry Megs. And then Finnick tries to carry both Peta and Megs, but then he's like, I can't carry both of you. And Megs like gives him a kiss and jumps down and walks him to her death it's very sad i'm laughing right now but it is very sad (laughs) (laughs) and finnick is like i have to carry around this lump of a of a boy boy because katniss won't do shit without him so (laughs) finnick is never bitter about that though i don't think i think he's like he's there for the greater good right finnick has other things to worry about in his life finnick's like my secret girlfriend i'm worried about my secret my secret girlfriend my sexual trauma um mm-hmm. oh yeah you know all these secrets in my head just a lot of ptsd oh. so you know it's fine i'll carry this boy lump <laughs> also i look like sam claflin so <laughs> mm. um joanna's got more of a chip on her shoulder she's kind of just like she's kind of just like disgusted with the katniss's whole thing is like she's like first i thought you were pretending to be so good but then i found out you were actually that good and it made me sick <laughs> 
Joanna is very traumatized by everything that's happened to her in her life. All of her family is dead. She's just like, I just, she's just fucking over it, right? She doesn't want to have anything to do with anyone that's like happy and good or whatever. Yeah, you know, and I she's, think also like she, it, this kind of gets brought up in the third book a little bit more, but she didn't get the chance to be the girl on fire, right? Like, yes, yeah. She, she, she wasn't yeah, she that, would have wanted to be she wasn't that long ago right she was like the year before them or like two years yeah something like um that. fairly recently and you know no one thought that she had the personality <laughs> to make a revolution happen um mm-hmm. and which you know fair <laughs> she suffered a lot after her games so it's like unfair there's kind of that uh like yeah katniss her life is fucked up but also her life is kind of charmed in a weird way that joanna's is not um yes so i think they've both had shitty lives where everything went bad for joanna it went better for katniss yeah and and i think also like how could you not be jealous of that katniss the mythology around her is building such that it seems like everything that happened that is bad that has happened to katniss is to make something great, right? Whereas everything mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. happened that is bad for Joanna is just a bad thing that happened for no reason. Yeah. Right? It's just uh, collateral damage. Yeah. She's she's mm-hmm. not the hero. She is the the NPC who gets sacrificed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's who she is. Which is, is tragic because that continues in the next book, mm-hmm. too. Like, she don't get... Joanna's, Joanna's so sad. I, I like Joanna. I, I admire her uh personality like just like always so like i don't know just something something kind of uh fun about all of her sarcastic comments and everything and how how she has how the games have uh shaped her in a way that like katniss was kind of protected because she had a pita yeah um joanna did not and so like it's just it's a foil it's a foil do you guys get it it's a foil if there is one joanna fan it is me if there are no (laughs) joanna fans i am dead (laughs) <laughs> Joanna's very good um anyway so BD basically so Wyrus and Mags die very sad BD sets up this uh thing like some contraption some electronic con- contraption to blow out the force field uh that's that's preventing everyone from just fucking escaping the arena but they're playing and it they, like it they're gonna electrify the lake in order to try to get yes, like he's to he's kill the fish telling everyone that oh they're gonna electrify the lake to try to get the like last two um careers that are still up or whatever yes and uh he blows up the force field and then katniss is knocked unconscious well he blows it up or he tries to blow it up and he fails and then, and then Katniss shoots her arrow. Katniss and is the one who actually ends up unconscious. blowing it up. Yeah. Because she puts mm-hmm. together that, like, because again, Katniss gets one moment of actual real rebellion in each book. Like, everything else is built up to that one moment. In the first moment, mm-hmm. it was the berries. And she never realizes what she's doing when she does it. Right. Until the end. And, and it's kind of like a, it's often a moment of just pure, uh, uh, instinct rather than like plotting mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so uh, that this is her moment for this book is that she realizes like something's going on with the force field and with like the wire and like what BD has been doing doesn't make sense and hey maybe 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 like I can say fuck you to the capital this one last way right 
So she mm-hmm. shoots the arrow and blows things up. Yes. Um, she wakes up. She's in District 13. And uh, she's, like, alone in a hospital bed. And she's like, fuck, we're in. She thinks they're in the Capitol. And so she she picks up a hay, uh, a haymitch. She picks up a syringe. She picks up a haymitch. Uh, she picks up haymitch. No, she picks up a syringe. She doesn't know what it's filled with, but she's like, at the very least, I can save Peta from uh, being tortured by the capital. So I'm gonna just, just find him and some air this. in this dude's blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give Peta a gentle death. Uh, but then but then she uh, realizes when she runs into haymitch and finnick and everyone else is there she's in district 13 uh which does still exist i mean she like doesn't realize they tell her people say before yeah she's dumb and she realizes by the information being fed to her <laughs> that she is in district 13 and uh she learns that from uh haymitch and plutarch that there has always been a secret plan to rescue katniss basically ever since they announced the qu- the quell the um quarter quell um twist that that it would have to be tributes from from the from the pool of victors they they were like we got to save katniss because katniss is the symbol of our rebellion another question and, mm-hmm. plutarch in this general scene says that he showed her the watch to give her a hint mm-hmm. because he thought she was going to be a mentor mm-hmm. there's no way right he knew that she was going on this fuck because the there's why would he give a shit if he's su- she's successful at being a mentor that doesn't help her if anything yeah it would be better for his storyline if she was going to be a mentor for her uh tribute to die right for it to be like a tragic loss for her there's no way he fucking knew this from i don't know why he lied about this he had nothing to gain by lying about it (laughs) like it's like okay dude sure um yeah he (laughs) pretends to be ignorant of everything and i um, feel like he might have pitched this fucking idea to snow honestly mm, you know i could i could see it he's kind of a uh, what the, he's the, just... like his whole plan is they need to make katniss the star right like mm-hmm. she's not going to be the star from the sidelines he's got to get her back in and then yeah like number two uh he needs a way to like extract katniss in a way that she will not fight she that right we're near the districts yeah right like she's not going to be like i have to stay with my mom or whatever like so mm-hmm. how does how does he do this get her uh uh away from the rest of her family and make her the star again like mm-hmm. this is all this is all fucking plutarch's plan he's po- also it explains why I snow came he's... up with it when it is such a colossally idiotic plan from his mm-hmm. perspective like the idea of like hey this very beloved girl um, who is my nemesis? How can I turn the people against her? I know I'll make her do trauma again, and then they'll hate her. Like, no, dude, that doesn't make sense. I'll do the thing again that made her famous in the first place. Right. Like, if you just wanted to kill her, just kill her. You didn't need, just to, need to do the game. Just kill her or make her an intern at the White House. I don't yes. understand what you're doing. It was very simple. So I, I 100% yes. think Plutarch was the one behind the quarter quell. I would buy that. Um, we, we also get here at the very end that, uh, tragically Katniss, Finnick, BD have all been rescued from the arena. However, unfortunately, Joanna, uh, some fucking district two tribute, no one gives and a Obaria. shit about it. And PETA and PETA have been captured by the Capitol 
And also, also, so sorry. District 12 has been destroyed. Because <sighs> like the, the phrasing of it where Katniss is like, what happened to District 12? Or like, what's happened in District 12? And then I think it's, is it Gail or Hamish who responds? But one of them says, Gail says, Katniss, there is no District 12. Like, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. And he basically, this is kind of more explained in the third book, but Gail is very instrumental in getting out the few who did escape District yeah. 12. He basically was like, let's all run to the meadow. And um, then District 13 picked them up from there, which is why Gail is here in District 13 and is kind of already enmeshed in their whole District 13 military situation they've got going on. So, But also, also, it so, like foreshadows the ending of book three because it's not they blew up district 12 it's not like district 12 has been destroyed it's there is no district 12 and what else do they say that about district 13 right Mm -hmm. but we have found out that there is a district 13 district 13 has lived on why because of its people so like oh it's so good it's so good of like (laughs) signaling you know what's going to happen in the third book and in regards to what happens with district 12 right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh, amazing love it very good book great would recommend great definitely time. read it especially before listening to this episode which if Too you're late. here now sorry <laughs> oh man yeah it was but you've got time to read mockingjay go do that it was very i mean we there was a lot of stuff nuance and things that we didn't cover i think it was really there's just too much worth... it's a ya book it's all plot i also feel like it's it's definitely a book that's worth a reread at this point like if you were thinking about giving the hunger games another shot i don't think listening to this episode would uh really change your experience that much honestly because there's no. still mm-hmm. a lot to so yeah, if you there's were... a lot going on in the background. It's it's fun to play the what's Katniss missing here yeah. in this scene. <laughs> if you were on the lot, fence all the time, always about if you wanted to read the rest of the series before you know our next episode drops, you got two weeks mm-hmm. to do that because uh, we will be covering Mockingjay two weeks from now. But before we do that, we do have mm-hmm. uh, an episode next week that will be the end of our literary slimmitted gender swap unit where we are reading retold mm-hmm. stories where the genders have been flipped and oops we made a mistake because the book that we picked isn't published yet and won't be for <laughs> a few more months uh so instead of the one that we said we were going to read which was a pride and prejudice uh, gender swap we will be reading traveler travelers travelers along the way a robin hood remix by amina may safi yeah uh, in the meantime, if you have any books or units you'd like for us to cover on the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShuffleWareCast or email us ShuffleWareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel on our and our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, I'm going to make you do sweet kisses to save the world. Not with me. I'm just going to watch oh, them. no. If you've used Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of Suzanne Collins, I really can't think about kissing when I've got a rebellion to incite. Don't we all? <laughs> very relatable, Katniss Everdeen. Just keeping with the, the kissing theme for the quotes here.
Why is Storygraph saying this isn't going to be published until 2024? Are we stupid? Are we? Oh, we're so stupid. stupid. We are so dumb. We're so dumb. It's gang. not out yet. It's not. It's out not yet. out yet. And it won't be until <gasps> January. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no, we've done a good. We thought we did so good. Oh no. Okay. All right. Okay. Jeez.